Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. In the wise words of RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love someone else? Can I get an amen, Jillian? Amen. <laughs> in that Ooh. spirit, this Valentine's Day, Jillian and I are talking all about self-care dates. And there's actually another more trendy term for that that I absolutely refuse to say. And Jillian will introduce us to it later. But the, the point is that we are talking all about how we can turn our V-Day into a treat day. But first, it's Cozy in the News. Well, I'm very excited to announce that our Lord and Savior, Rua McIntyre, <laughs> is coming back to sitcom TV. And I'm absolutely thrilled. The news broke at the start of February. And as Variety reports, Reba's character inherits her father's restaurant and is less than thrilled to discover that she has a new business partner in the half-sister she never knew she had. I also hope there's some woman-scorned element thrown in there because, as you know, Reba and Malibu Country, the other sitcoms that she's led and starred in, have featured her recovering from a major divorce or cheating and all that stuff. So it wouldn't be a Reba show if there wasn't that element into it. My ultimate fantasy is her starring alongside Kelly Clarkson because they both married into the same family. If you don't know this, Brandon Blackstock, Kelly Clarkson's ex, Reba's ex-husband is his dad. So I would love if they starred in some kind of show like that. I don't know who else is starring in this one, but it is very exciting because she hasn't been on a sitcom since 2013. She has starred in reality competition shows, but not a sitcom. So we are in a lot of luck in 2024. At least I hope that's when it premieres. I'm not quite sure when it will come out. That is incredibly exciting news. I know that we are all in dire need of more Reba sitcoms. I, I don't think I've seen her since her Christmas movie that we watched and talked about on the show. That was a lot so of fun. That was a lot of fun. And it's going to be so exciting to have her back in the multicam space. Yep. A lot of laughs. <laughs> a lot of strong, strong ladies. She loves her kids and never stops. Single mama works too hard. <laughs> What's in the news for you, Matt? Jillian, there is a new tartan in town, and it's 500 years old. So this is both a new and old news item in a couple of ways. The first being that the Glen Affric tartan, discovered in a peat bog in Glen Affric, Scotland, was found in the 1980s. So it it's, was discovered a while ago, but it was only recently that the Scottish Tartans Authority took a closer look at the piece and dated it to the time of Mary Queen of Scots and her father, James V. So when I looked up this news item, I realized I don't know a lot about tartans and how they work and what they mean. I was going to say, I've never heard of it in my life, maybe from the crown. So I fell into a rabbit hole of tartan facts, and you're all going to be my captive audience. So buckle up. Let's talk tartan. Tartan, often referred to in the United States as plaid, that might be a more approachable way to think of it for, for you as an American, Jillian. For, for you as an American, not me, is of course cloth, uh, usually wool, patterned with horizontal and vertical bands in multiple colors. So for a long time, tartan patterns were associated with clans. But as I was learning, as I kind of dug deeper, this seems like it's more of an invention of the Highland craze of the Victorian era. And after some history and knowledge of tartan was disrupted by the Dress Act of 1746, that banned 
the wear of tartan by men and boys because of its strong association with the Jacobites. And that's a whole battle of succession that I barely understand. Do not ask me about that. <laughs> the Jacobites sound like some Halloween <laughs> snack or something. Let's just go with that. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, that eventually was repealed and it became very popular, especially in like upper class circles and people looking for heritage. And, and people kind of took advantage of people wanting to find their families tartan. And there was a group of people kind of made up like, if you have this last name, this is what your tartan pattern is. And there's like, it's kind of dubious. But anyway, the point of saying all of that is the cloth picked up that element of heritage that continues with things like the Balmoral tartan which going back to the crown can only be worn by the royal family and the sovereign's piper. That brings us back to the Glen Affric tartan, which predates all of that and has been recreated by the house of Edgar, allowing us all to dress like it's the 16th century. It's a beautiful blend of creamy yellow, green, and brown. It's gorgeously autumnal, if I do say so myself. It's beautiful. So if you need a new fabric for your kilt, you want a new scarf, go ahead and head to the house of Edgar and check that out. And if you also want to fall into a tartan history hole like I did, I highly recommend checking out Bruce Fumi's YouTube channel, Scotland History Tours. He is wildly enthusiastic and so, so cozy. I'll have the link to those videos in the show notes. Well, the models on the house of Edgar's website are very handsome. They are. <laughs> but King Charles, he loves to wear a tartan. Yes, that family is very attached to their Scottish roots. And that's sort of demonstrated in general by the Queen's love of going to Balmoral and being away from London as much as possible. So yeah, he, he's really carrying forward the tradition. Well, he, that is a, a mound of history to dig and dive into. <laughs> I didn't know that there is this amount, but it is very cozy. And I feel like apologizing, on. but I, I no, hope, no, I hope no, that I you found it as interesting as I did. No, I did. I, and I and I love the, the look of that House of Edgar turn that, that blend. It's so beautiful. I definitely want a, a scarf, perhaps. But I, don't know I literally offensive. was actually like looking at it. I don't know. It isn't. But that's that's actually one of the most encouraging things is that like in, in that video I was talking about, the expert from the Historical Society was like, look, this whole idea that you wear your family's tartan is kind of like a marketing invention. They were probably associated with locales. They were probably associated with what kind of dyes you had near. But as we could see from this example, they're very, very old. And probably just a, a thing that you wore if you just were from that part of the world. And it doesn't, it's not necessarily a class association, although as the British like to do, they made it that. But they made it Sounds that quite brand. recently. And again, not trying to throw any stones. It's just what I was learning. I could be mistaken, but it seems like there was kind of a recasting of history and the role of Tartan in the Victorian era by upper class English folks. So anyway... That's enough about tartan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about self-care, Julian, on Valentine's Day. Now, normally when we talk about this time of the year, you and I will have lots of recommendations to how to cozy up to your partner, get romantic. And that's all well and good. And you can go back to many episodes where we discuss that and other things about Valentine's Day. But we thought, Hey, let's talk about how we can show a little more love to ourselves and not in a cringe way and not in a way that's overly indulgent, but kind of in this interesting way that there's a new term for, like I had mentioned earlier, I do not want to say it. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Jillian, to tell us a little bit more about what we can do to show ourselves some love this Valentine's Day. Yeah, so as Matt already noted, this time we're turning love inward and are making this sweet season all about us. And to do that, this will make Matt cringe. And by the way, I have 
no bar that I hold myself to. The bar is down with my ancestors. I do not care. <laughs> We're exploring master dating, a trendy oh, term that is synonymous with self-care. For full disclosure, I didn't believe at first that this buzzword was a naughty plan words. I'll let you do the math yourself because I'm an innocent baby. But it, <laughs> but it is. Cringiness aside, the intent to treat and date yourself is worth celebrating. The goal here is to spoil yourself and perhaps even more importantly, to get to know yourself better. As Dr. Bruce Lee explained in an article for Psychology Today, he writes of the process, what are your genuine personality traits, interests, strengths, values, hopes, and goals? At the same time, what are your weaknesses, blind spots, and triggers? What have you been neglecting when it comes to your mental, emotional, physical, social, and financial health? Lee makes an important point when he mentions neglect. Whether it's the busyness of life and work or whether you struggle to support anyone but yourself, neglect is a slippery slope to burnout and forgetting what truly brings color to your inner world. So in that spirit, today we're talking about what refills our self-love tank. (laughs) (laughs) Another word that makes Matt cringe. Uh, Hopefully you'll find some inspiration too. So we have some tips here, some, I can't say the word. It's going to make it a little difficult to talk about this. That, Master that, date. Yes. I really did have to like Convince reveal me. that that was what was happening with that. And then she finally read an article and she's like, oh, you're right. <laughs> no, this a, you are convincing me on a Supreme Court level case. Like you're trying to give me all the facts, <laughs> but I just couldn't believe it. I really thought that it was just complimenting the fact that you're a master that you could take your master of dating yourself. I didn't really think that it was a cheeky way of saying, you know what? And I think that spoils the word. I don't know why we have to even involve that in there. I know. It it, it makes it so lurid. And I think we have enough problems. Self-care itself is kind of like a little overdone and I think a little misused and has experienced some, I think, fair criticism of, is this a little bit self-indulgent? And what's what I'm looking for? Like selfish. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of abuse and misuse of self-care and also psychology terms and all that. But yeah. this is not what this is. This no. is us just giving all of you things that we like to do for ourselves and how you can use it in your own life potentially. So so with that, I can kick it off. If yeah, that's l- okay let's go, you. Jillian. What's, what's the first item in your self-care agenda for Valentine's Day? For me, it's cooking genuine, real meals instead of girl dinners. And then <laughs> I think that you can relate because yes, I am always not eating during the day. I'm just rushing through. I'm working. Sometimes I for- forget to eat until I'm absolutely starving at the end of the day. And then I just eat like eat slop basically and just, you know, rapid fire into my mouth. And it's it's really disappointing. Like last week, I ordered a bunch of nice hand rolls and looking forward to it, but I didn't eat the whole entire day. So I just wolfed it down. I didn't get to enjoy wine with it or watch TV while I was eating my hand rolls. So what I like to do now is trying to slow down a little bit more and take the time to make food, especially when it's from recipes. It's not just grabbing some random things in my fridge. And a few weeks ago when it was raining, I made tortellini soup and I made the broth by myself. And it was, it was really great, you know, heavy cream, crushed tomatoes, onions, some vegetable broth. And it just popped in some tortellini that I bought from Target. And it wasn't a five-star meal by any means, but that fact that I took the time to make it myself caused me to slow down. And I felt so proud and it was really tasty and I had a lot of leftover. So in 2024, it's a way to self-care and treat myself 
I'm going to make more meals and maybe I'll even make myself a Valentine's Day meal. I love that. It's a thing you would do too for a partner to show you care. And it just makes sense that we should also show that same level of care to ourselves when it comes to what we consume. And I, I completely hear you and want to also follow your advice of just slowing down and enjoying the food because I also just eat way too fast. Even this morning, I had an incredible vegan breakfast burrito that was so delicious. And I inhaled it so quickly. Afterwards, I was like, what did I just do? I felt guilty immediately because I was like, I love the flavor of that. The flavor is already gone because I didn't even chew my food. Listeners, when you hear that I've died because I've choked to death, none of you can be surprised. Okay. Well, hopefully um, we can prevent that. And yeah, by, I hope, I hope we my can. Advice, by down. following this advice. Yeah. And it's so important. Whether you are doing this for yourself or including your family, including, you know, your partner, your kids in it, that's just, just solid advice to show your self-love and the love of others through food. I think that's a great suggestion. Well said. What's your first tip? Sort of food related. I love taking what the LA Times is calling a treat walk. So Ooh. the LA, I'm going to link this article if you're an Angelino like we are on a bunch of different suggested treat walks. And I was very validated because I've done a couple of these treat walks before. Basically, you find a cafe nearby and you get like any kind of beverage that you will enjoy sipping on. And then you just go enjoy the natural beauty of that neighborhood. And so, for example, like you could go get a coffee and walk around the historic Hollywood Forever Cemetery. For me, a lot of times this means going to Burbank <laughs> and <laughs> walking around all the Halloween stores uh, after I get a coffee. This is just one of my favorite things to do to slow down, be present, and having something to sip and enjoy, kind of going back to your idea of slowly consuming something, I tend to actually savor more when I'm in motion and, I, and I'm and i just kind of floating around. I might, you know, duck into a bookstore here or there, window shop. I usually never buy anything on a treat walk or anything like that. It's just the pleasure of being out and about and really appreciating where you are. Yeah, very grounding. Yeah. I, I like to do that in South Pasadena, just grab a, a lemonade or walk around and check out the neighborhood and the beautiful you know, wraparound porches in that neighborhood and the craftsmen and the beautiful trees and the li beautiful library that's there too. And just walk around. I think that's such a simple but beautiful concept. I'm Absolutely. I'm excited to read that article. One, one thing you can do to really be present and I feel like it, it kind of is those moments where I feel like I need to join the living. Like as we learned from reading The Highly Sensitive Person in our book club last month, I'm too in so this is a way that I get out. I'm in the world, um, but I'm also able to do it like at my own pace and in a way that nourishes me and doesn't exhaust me. So highly recommend taking a treat walk. Well, something else that's solo I recommend is thinking about what's a favorite activity that you do with groups or with someone else. Could just be a partner, could be some something you just do with your family, whatever it might be. And then flipping that and trying it alone and exploring how that feels. For me, I always go to movies with my partners and the things that we do at least every two weeks. And I haven't gone to the movies in a long time by myself. So a few months ago, I took in a matinee and I used to go to movies all the time by myself. And I always had the best time when I did. So doing that again and seeing this movie and especially earlier in the day, you have a really sweet crowd who comes <laughs> earlier in yeah. the day, getting myself chocolate covered almonds and just 
treating myself to a favorite pastime that has now morphed into something that I do in a group felt really validating to my, my former self. And I topped it off with a walk home. It just brought the levels of my day so high. And it was a really wonderful experience. So I'm going to do that more often, at least every few months. Go to see a movie, especially since I get out at three. For work, there's no reason I can't take in a nice little matinee. I second that wholeheartedly. And really, going to a movie anyway, even if you go with people, to a certain extent, you're still alone. It's not like, unless you're a monster chatting with your friends during the movie, in which case, get out of the theater. You don't belong there. You are enjoying that kind of solo anyway. But then there's kind of a little bit of stress associated when you go with other people. Like maybe we're just idiosyncratic, but I, I like to be there at a certain time. I want to like get a certain seat. When I leave, I don't want to talk about the movie. I, I get so self-conscious about that. Like whenever people are like, you're walking out and people are like talking about what oh, they thought yeah. of it. And I'm like, wait to the car. Like, I don't. Yeah, no, it's, it's way too much. <laughs> and I also think when you go to movies by yourself, it almost feels as if you have a, your own little secret. Yeah. And you get to reflect on the movie by yourself. Yes. Which just sounds like what you appreciate. And yeah, the movie talkers, and I don't want to get into a huge thing about it, but it makes me so anxious because I don't want to be associated with their rudeness. Mm -hmm. Well, what is your second self-care, self-love tank tip? So on the topic of like doing something alone that you would normally do with others, just like going to a movie on your own can be so satisfying. I think one way to refill your tank and touch base with like what you enjoy and on your own terms would be a tourist in your own town. Speaking personally, I often wait for a visitor to come to do the local landmark stuff, like go see certain museums or go to certain places around the area. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Like you'll be like, oh, I really want to go to this part of you know my local area, but I'll wait for someone to visit and then we'll go there. And then that just never happens. You might be missing some incredible museums or natural wonders in your neck of the woods. So Go enjoy that by yourself. And again, you get to like, you know, if you're like me and you like turbocharge through museums, you can go ahead and like zoom through like like I like to do. For yeah, some... same. I know. I, I was once held hostage at a museum <laughs> for two plus hours with a friend. God love him. But yeah, it, it can be a lot. I, I agree. I often stay in my own neighborhood. And it's funny how that works out. It might as well be in the suburbs. When you're in a city, you just typically stay in your own little neighborhood and you have to yeah. push yourself to get out to the other neighborhoods to try something different. So that's a, that's a really great tip. We pay a lot of money to live in hovels and to <laughs> scrounge around the earth. So we might as well take advantage of what the city has to offer. Yeah. And then and also like look around, not just the stuff that's in the city proper, but like in your vicinity, that's a quick day trip drive to. I can't take ownership of this because it's really my husband who found it and, and made me aware of it and took me. So kind of an anti-example to what I'm talking about. But in Missouri, there's an endangered wolf center where we got to see Mexican wolves and red wolves and maned wolves, which are so cool looking. And every every person we told about this, they were like, that's there, that's there, that's so nearby. And they had no idea, right? So there's all sorts of really cool stuff you can do in your area if you just take the effort to look for it and go to it and you don't need to wait for somebody to do that. You can do that for yourself. You deserve it. Well, I'm howling at that suggestion. I want to go to the Endangered Wolf Center. It was a lot of fun. Very very beautiful. Switching gears in, in a hard way, a big pivot. Recently, especially in the kick of the new year, I've been scheduling a lot of doctor appointments. And I think that a big level of self-care is your physical health. So whether it is an eye doctor appointment 
or you just want to have a peace of mind and tune up your car because that's really important, schedule an appointment, take care of yourself and check in. I never feel more accomplished than when I knock out a doctor's appointment, especially since I have medical anxiety. Not only does it give me a peace of mind that I'm okay, but as a reward for getting through it, I always treat myself to a nice meal or a little gift afterward. And just that that sense of pride that I have a very healthy relationship with medical stuff, it, it always feels really, really great. I still, I have, this is a little pivot that I want the listeners to give me a gut check on. <laughs> and I hope this is okay. But I recently went to the, get my eyes checked out. And they don't do the blow thing on your eyes anymore for the eye pressure. They poke it. Have oh, you experienced that? Yeah, where the rod comes really close to your eye. Well, they previewed that for me and said that was going to happen. And I said, I'd rather have my eyes explode than have that happen. And I will not do it. And so I had to pay extra money for the, the special thing that takes photos of your eyes. But I just thought that was really strange. A lot of these medical places are getting so modern like I had to do that test where you put a what's that virtual reality thing on and you have to click when you see the little dots in your periphery. But if I don't have someone literally guiding me through an eye exam, I'm going to get distracted. So I pro- probably my prescription is for someone who has way worse eyesight than I do. <laughs> I just wanted to know if that's a common thing. I, I'm very curious to know. Do you wear contacts? No, I just I don't even really need them. I just want to get my eyes checked out since I haven't done it in a long time. I have glasses for when I'm driving. Oh, okay. Or if I'm maybe going to a movie, but I don't really need them. But I got through it and I felt good. Now I have a new prescription. So that's the positive side of the story. But and I, I think setting a boundary too is, is a positive self-care thing to do. I said, I will not be getting that. I am not doing it. And I made them promise. You said, give me those bougie photos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I, I know you're talking about. I, I have contacts and glasses, so I get my eyes checked you know, regularly. And yeah, it is a little uncomfortable. You just have to like pretend like it's not happening. And then you don't really feel it. It just, it touches your eye and then it goes away and you don't really even feel anything. Yeah. I don't want to seem like I'm minimizing people of serious eye problems. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't want my eyes to explode, but I just wanted to convey to them how serious I was. No, I completely, you know, I respect that. You got to set your boundaries. And again, you deserve the expensive imaging photos. So yes, treat yourself. <laughs> I said, I will pay whatever it costs. Yes. This Valentine's Day, opt for the more expensive procedure. Yes. That's advice I need to take. Yeah. I've been like meaning to see a dermatologist for my entire life. Okay. So (laughs) yeah, get it done. Let's step outside of the doctor's office and go back to our own homes. Lately, I've been really hankering for this. And maybe it's just nostalgia or it's a time of life thing. And I had these competing impulses of like wanting to be on top of like what's new. And I want to read the hot new books and I want to see the new movies. But I think that can happen is you start to lose touch with really knowing yourself and getting back in touch with you on this Valentine's Day. Something I want to do a little bit more this year and I think could be a good idea for others is to revisit old favorites. That could be a movie you loved as a teenager that you haven't seen since you were in high school or the book that you read in college that made such a huge impression on you and the way you think. But have you looked at it since? No, you haven't. I'm looking at you, Orlando by Virginia Woolf. So you can reconnect to those foundational pieces and therefore parts of yourself that you might not have checked in with recently. Listeners know I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. So a lot of times like the bookend movie, that would be that for me. I watch the movies more often because it's easier to play something like that. But I would love to read the books again. And I I think let yourself get out of the rat race of everything new, new, new and go back to you, you, you 
with something that you know you love and can connect with and kind of revisit that child inside of you or that college student or things that really get connected with the way you tick or maybe used to and you can appreciate the the evolution you've had in the meantime. I think that's really sweet and, and beautiful how you you put it. There's nothing better than when I open up a book that I used to love and skip to a passage that really moves me or brings a smile to my face. I also like watching old clips of things. I've been on a she's the man kick because I think Amanda <laughs> Bynes is truly the comic of our generation. She has so much fun with that movie. Just watching old little clips of that it makes me laugh and makes me feel good. And I, I love that because it is a lot of pressure to keep up with everything new. And then everyone's saying, oh, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. And then feel like a failure maybe if you don't watch it and For might missing something. I literally, Julian, I had to make a list of the TV shows that I wanted to keep up with. New seasons of shows I watch, new series that looked really good to me because there's been a deluge of... TV shows that I am so excited to see and I cannot keep up. Like every week there's another one coming out and I'm like, please stop. Please give me a break. I just finished Fargo. <laughs> Let me, I, need to, I need some time before I'm ready for True Detective. <laughs> Not to pressure you because I'm going against the advice that I appreciate that you just gave. You need to watch Traders. You have to do it. I see. I just, that's not even on my list now to add it. Thanks, you Julian. Would, you would have... It was going to bring so much joy to your life. Okay. Please, I beg. I will write it down. And At the rate things are going, I'll get to it sometime next fall. In the spirit of slowing down and going back to your old favorites, instead of slowing down, let's now lie down <laughs> without your phone and any distractions while hugging something. It's a really relaxing thing to do for me because I cannot meditate Whenever I try and meditate, um, my mind gets busier for some reason. I guess that's the point of meditation, <laughs> to train your mind to slow down. But whether it's early evening or late afternoon, sometimes I'll just go to my bed, put away my phone, dim, dim the lights a little bit, and hug my cat. Because when you have a weight against you, whether it's a pillow or a weighted blanket, it's absolutely comforting. And I just think about things, whether it's the, the day that just happened or things I want to do or even traveling back to old memories when you're just lying there or have the opportunity to think because meditation is like oh, get all the thoughts out just be a blank slate but when you're lying there and have the opportunity to really collect your thoughts and think about it sometimes what comes to mind can be really inspiring creatively or just make you make you feel good if, you, if a happy memory comes across your mind and just not think of anything specific and just let your mind flow and see where it goes that's something that especially with all the screen time that we have, depending on your line of work, that might be something that you're more or less subject to. For me, I've been on the computer quite a lot. I know, Jillian, you also have to be on your device often. And so even going back to the eyes, like <laughs> my eyes are twitching after a full day of looking at a computer. So yeah, I, I will come home and I'll literally just like, I need to look at nothing. Or another good exercise for that is to take a walk outside and then uh, set your eyes on the farthest thing from you. And that can really relax your eyes. Good advice. And then the act of hugging something is very reassuring. So yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a nice, really easy way just to kind of give yourself some relaxation and space. I call it active meditation. <laughs> I like that. Coin that. 
It's a new it's a new TikTok craze. (laughs) Another thing I was thinking about when we were creating these lists is people know that I like to play video games or games like Magic the Gathering, card games. And I think for me, that's like one of the ways that I really love to do a little bit of self-care or getting to know myself because you are in the present moment. Like you are focused on the thing you are doing right now. It doesn't let your your brain can't really spiral in multiple directions. For that matter, too, I should mention anything athletic, like whether that's playing a sport with friends or even going for a run. Those are those are really great ways to show yourself a little bit of care. This is this is kind of going into my next item too, but taking care of yourself for Valentine's Day doesn't necessarily have to mean you're isolated or alone. It could just mean really putting what you enjoy doing front and center so that you can involve other people without it draining your batteries. Like if you know that it's going to fuel you up, I bet your friends it would do the same thing too. And you can just basically be creating a perfect scenario. So for me, like if I really want to play video games i'm like i have my friends come over and play mario kart or something you know what i mean like that's that's something i'm I'm gonna do with friends but it's also for me so play is powerful you can do that in any way that you know you prefer whether that's physically or mentally with like a video game or board game absolutely i love how you hit on the point that it lets your brain from spiraling into something else and you just hone in on that one thing which can be really soothing and immediately takes on the stress levels. I had my neighbor, he loved to play with our cats. He's he's not a grown man. He's a little little boy. (laughs) And he loves to come play with the cats, but they wouldn't come out. So we play the next best thing, Kittens in a Blender. And it was Mm -hmm. just really fun to, it's a card game. It's not anything familiar (laughs) with it. That sounded really dark there for a second. Yeah. And we had a a really good time. It reminded me like, oh, Jay and I need to break out these card games a little bit more that we collected during COVID times. Switching from games you play with yourself. (laughs) Those wicked games. (laughs) From games to gifts. So I love to buy frivolous little gifts for myself. Instead of spurging on one big thing, because I don't often have the cash flow to buy that pie in the sky thing that I really want to get. I give myself little treats along the way or something that you would never think to buy for yourself. I I feel like frivolous little gifts, whether it is, you know, a little tchotchke or a really nice glossy magazine that you buy at the airport, we're usually buying for other people. So I mean, gift bags or, you know, something for the aunt that you don't see very often, but we don't often buy those little things for ourselves. And it's really nice to just pick, see something cute in the store, $15, whatever it might be, and just bring it home and, and enjoy it. There needs to be more of that instead of focusing on the, the big gifts that we have to save and wait for. The frivolous little gifts takes out that wait time. Why wait? Get the thing that brings you happiness now. Yeah, sometimes you just need a little dopamine hit. And, yeah, um... dopamine hit. I you don't need to tell me yeah, twice you're, yeah, about Yeah, you're the this. master I'm, of this. I'm already good at this, so you know. <laughs> you're very good at this. I'm, no debate I'm here. Yeah, I need to get better at that. I don't know. I think maybe because my desk is filled with so many little weird things that it's so overcrowded. But I'm coming up with quite the collection, and it's nice. I have all these little cat tchotchkes, and it's nice to um, add to that collection of a little family. I, I think for me, like I, I tend to hold on to that stuff for for a long time. I get joy out of it, and then. There does come a point where usually it's when I move or, you know, there's a transition in life. I'll let a lot of it go and I feel like I can have like a second life somewhere else. I'll give it to a friend or donate it or whatever. So it doesn't have to be something that clutters up your house forever. It can just be 
something that's bringing you joy today and you can give it a new life later. That's the way a gift to yourself can become a gift to someone else down the road. Love it. So my final item, going back to this idea that like self-care isn't always solo, I think planning a low-key get-together with your friends in the same vein as playing a game or you know going somewhere to be present in that kind of activity. I really love having friends together to watch a movie, just hang out. Like it's not like a big organized thing. It's not a dinner party. It's nothing to like get all worked up about or stressed out about like having the perfect experience. It's just folks coming over and doing something low key. I think sometimes we can wait for others to invite us or to make those situations happen or feel like, you know, we have to make them big to do's. And so this is kind of really more an item for the introverts out there. Like stop waiting for other people to reach out to you to make it happen. You make it happen. Even if you're an introvert, seeing other people is important to your mental health. So make that happen by inviting folks over if that's possible for you, or it could be a low key outing. But I think really connect with your friends and take that time because it might stress you out initially. But I think that is a way you can show self-care as well, which is to make the time to see the people that you love. Yeah. I love how you hit on the fact that we don't have to make it a big to-do. And I think it's good advice for myself because not everything has to be a hosting event mm-hmm. where I'm making a meal or over-preparing. It could just be grabbing some chips from Trader Joe's. Exactly, yeah. Making it simple. I need to do that more. That's definitely something I really struggle with. I think for me, every single day, I'm like, oh, I got to reach out to this person. Oh, I mean, I got to, you know, maybe invite this person. I got to do this. Every little single day, there's a voice in my head, but the act of doing it is definitely a hill. I don't know what it is. Maybe in COVID, we just became so inward. We didn't invite anyone over. So it, it may be just the act of doing it will get me more comfortable with it. And I need to get on that train. Yeah, I, I love all of our tips. We came up with so many sweet things that are simple. And I love also how our lists were pretty different. Yeah. Not same themes, but different ideas. I agree. Really quickly, I think it would be nice if we maybe summarized our lists. And I will put the list in our show notes if you want like a handy written version of them. But but just to summarize my list, my tips for your self-care Valentine's Day will be to take a treat walk, be a tourist in your own town, revisit an old favorite, do some play, and plan a low-key get-together with friends. And my list, cooking genuine real meals instead of girl dinners. (laughs) No, No hate to girl dinners. Take your favorite activity to do in groups and flip it and try it alone. Schedule some maintenance appointments, whether it's going to the doctor, getting your car checked out. Lie down without your phone, with any distractions while hugging something. And then buying frivolous gifts for yourself. And if you try any of our tips, please let us know in our Facebook group at All Things Cozy Podcast or by commenting on our Instagram. We'd love to hear what you tried out especially if it was lying down, hugging something. Lie down, (laughs) hug something. Hey, sometimes you just got to get in in touch with that part of you. All right. So here's another way you can treat yourself by taking a moment to enjoy some soothing sounds. My soothing sound is by an old favorite who hasn't released new music in quite a while. And I did this a few months ago when we talked about the Rolling Stones new album coming out. We have a lot of resurgences of of artists who we haven't seen in a while. And in this case, it's Billy Joel, who's back with his first new song in 17 years. Oh, wow. Uh, It's called Turn the Lights Back On. 
And it doubles as both a ballad about returning to an old love and we think, you know, I think it's easy to interpret making new music and coming back to his fans. So let's take a listen to Turn the Lights Back On by Billy Joel. This is going to be in so many movies. Oh, yeah, Matt. You know I love a majestic song. I mean, any sweeping grand tune I'm obsessed with. I love this song. The album cover is very emotional. It's just him sitting at the piano with a bright light shining above him. Yeah. The backdrop of a concert. I I really enjoy it. I I think you're absolutely right. This is going to be a soundtrack to something. Yeah, get ready to see, I don't know, Meryl Streep and some other like actor slow dancing to this in a movie about them like reconnecting after years being apart or something. Like I just I I this is this movie this song is going to end so many romance movies. And I I do think I deserve a little credit for Billy Joel's return. I think I manifested it because the summer I watched Oliver and Company and I've been playing Why Should I Worry from that quite often. So you're all welcome. I brought Billy Joel back. I think it's a good one. I, I love the song. It's it's a really just like solid ballad. I feel like we just it, haven't it had you. one of those in a long time. No. And if you mas- yeah. if you manifested Billy Joel, I unfortunately manifested COVID when I said my favorite <laughs> show is The Circle and I wanted to live like The Circle. <laughs> if we all don't remember. We all know who to blame now for COVID. All right. So Jillian, what sound is soothing you this week? With self-care and loving yourself in mind. I found the perfect song. It's Dance You Out of My Head by Kat Janice. And this song also has a very heartfelt element to it because Kat was diagnosed with terminal cancer in 2021 and she's now in hospice. And she licensed the rights of this disco pop self-love anthem to her seven-year-old son named Lauren. So all the proceeds will go to him. And I also want to make clear that Kat was a musical artist and has been for a very long time. She said of the song's inspiration, I want my last song to bring joy and fun. It's all I ever wanted through my battle with cancer. As for the meaning, it speaks perfectly to today's theme. It's about feeling yourself. You're at the top of your mood. You're out in the town. And maybe there's somebody you got a crush on, but you're not thinking about it tonight because tonight is about you. So let's listen to Dance You Out of My Head by Kat Janet. What a fun, upbeat song. And and the story around it makes it even such more of like a bright light. And it's so touching. I actually have been seeing on Instagram reels. I want to say TikTok. I think it's a TikTok thing. But like people are using her songs in order to get more plays so that it makes more money for her family, which I, th- I just think is a really cool way that creators are coming together to support other people. Yes. And it came out in January. I, I agree. Such a fun, upbeat song really puts a pep in your step. And that's just the positivity. We also need in soothing sounds because sometimes you don't have it enough. Love it. Well, let's dance on over to our candle review. What are we sniffing this week, Jillian, on our romantic self-care episode? I'm getting really anxious because it's another word I don't know how to pronounce. Uh, Do you want to take a moment to look it up? Well, I do have (laughs) it, but there's been some disagreements. Vaisel or Vassel? 
I'm with you. I'm with you on the confusion. Okay, well, it's a lovely company. They sell or the sell. They typically make these beautiful vases. It's a company in France, and it's really lovely. And so I picked up their floral woodland berry and rose ceramic heart candle from Anthropology when I was actually on one of my self-care days. I popped in there, and the ceramic of, of it is so beautiful because it's striped like a candy cane, but pink and red, and it's this adorable small little heart. I was expecting it to be bigger. And at first I was a little annoyed because I thought, okay, what am I spending $30 for this little tiny candle? It's on sale for $21 now. Well, let's just add to my rage. (laughs) That's unfortunate. But I have to say it was worth the 30 because at the end of this, I can just scoop out the remaining wax and make it a little jewelry box, or I could maybe put some small photos in there. I I can do a lot of stuff with this. So that's why I bought it because I can use it for other things and have a little cute ceramic heart shape thing in my house. But also because the throw is really impressive for it being a small candle. You light it, I can smell it all throughout my my living room. And this notes too, I wouldn't know if I would say it was, or it's berry, the berries coming out a lot, but the roses, and it's not one of those annoying rose scents that is with every romantic Valentine's Day themed candle. It is like a rich rose, like if someone fancy, like a duke or someone wearing a tartan in Balmoral, that kind Ooh, of rose call back. But it, it claims that it has a Japanese primrose blend with dark woodland berries, wild black currant, <laughs> I never know that word, green Kyoto fig, and velvety geranium petals accentuated with notes of sunlit pomegranate treetops. I think it's current. Okay. I don't know either, Jillian. You're, it's okay. It's always okay. something with me in these these words. But on a granite treetops, the copywriter was on some kind of high when they wrote that. Notes of sunlit pomegranate treetops is, I, I don't even know what to think with that. No, it just smells like a very fancy rose. And the big draw of this, like I said, you have a ceramic dish that is adorable and cute that you could reuse for years and years to come. It's very well made. Yes, it is a really cute candle holder. Absolutely. Is it so? Is it a wick up? What's your What's oh, your rating? I'm sleeping with hanging. It is a wick up, a full wick up. Buy it for Valentine's Day. It's really cute. You can reuse it. All right. Well, we, we've got another contender for our candle of the year. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like. Well, that wraps up our episode on some self care for Valentine's Day. We hope you've gotten some tips for showing yourself some love in this loveruary month. Speaking of Loveuary, we're actually going to look at Hallmark Channel's Loveuary Jane Austen-inspired films in our next episode, so stay tuned for that. You can stay in touch with us by connecting with us on Facebook at All Things Cozy Podcast and on Instagram, and also by leaving us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We haven't had our first review of 2024 on Apple, so we'd love to see that. Just, Just floating that on out there. We hope you all have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Until next time, stay stay cozy. cozy.